Hello and welcome back to the Road to Rank 1 podcast. I'm your co-host Jack and as always I'm joined by Burjo. Mate, round three in the books, how do we do? Alright, so it's a bit of a par for the course I reckon this week. 10.60, nothing outstanding. I missed Harry Grant and Turbo captains. I ended up going with Luttrell. He, um, he was doing really well at half time and it just didn't quite eventuate. But um, other than that, I'm pretty happy with how my side's sitting. I scored 10.60, moved me up about 6,000 ranks to still at 46,000 at the moment, which is not where I want to be, but... Um, we can move quick. Yeah, exactly. It's, there's only about 100 points between me and you, and I'm only about 250-ish off that top 1-2K, so it's not that bad. Yeah, myself this week got lucky i guess in some ways captain turbo on thursday a bit of a risky play i ended up with one one three two good score for the week and it takes me up to 24k overall so sort of made up a bit of ground that yeah was lost early on but i guess there's not much not much in it altogether really yeah after round two killed us both it's yeah we, we bounced back a little bit we can move quickly from here so Round three, not a bad one for either of us, mm. by any means. Yeah. Um, today, we'll be looking forward to round four as well as assessing our position three weeks into the season. We'll have a look at the popular buys and sells for the week, and we'll chat some strategy and our own pod players that could separate you from the pack. First game of the week is Para Penrith. Yep. Rivalry game, West Sydney should be a good one. I think Para are going to put up a fight in this game. The big news here, Ryan Madison returns from suspension. Cardi keeps his spot. Yeah. On the left edge, and Matt Dory surprisingly named on the bench. Yeah, a lot happening there. Well, we when we going into the year, we sort of assumed Dory had the better job security, but Cardi's outplayed him, I'd say, in the first three rounds. And Dory did pick up a bit of an injury last week, so it ended up with Matto going to the edge. I, I was, I'm a little bit surprised. I thought there's a chance that he was going to be run through the middle, but just because they have no depth in the edge, that's where he's ended up. And, um, yeah, so the question is now, well, Dury's still got a negative 9 BE. I think we all hold him this week, see how he goes, make a bit of extra money. Because his minutes might be okay, that he, we might get a couple more price rises out of him. I just think there's a lot of question marks here yeah. still. The he fact, might not even play. The fact that Dury went off, didn't return with that knee injury, it looked, you know, there should have been some ligament damage there. I think the fact his name here is odd, I think... The fact Maddo's in the back row when I don't think he really trained, trained on an edge mm. throughout any of the preseason is odd. I think there's still something not quite right here, and I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't how they go into it. Brad Arthur does play a bit of silly buggers. Albeit, it is a Thursday game, so we will know early in the round, so I don't think anyone's team will be... Not that you're really making any moves, actually. Reed, Dury and Cartwright right now. No. You've given them all a week. Also, Sean Lane to return soon. Yeah. I'm just not sold. I think if all stays as it is, first of all, Cartwright, once he gains his money, he's done for you because Dory, if he is on the bench, will be eating into his minutes on that yeah, edge. that's true. And I also think that if anyone is to benefit from this, it's going to be Hopgood. Yeah. Because if Maddo is to play on an edge, Hopgood will continue those minutes and we'll see really good production from him. Yeah. But in saying that, I don't even know if Dory plays. No, I, I can't say well where he does. Sean Lane's just around the corner as well for the Cartwright owners. Um, don't expect too much out of him in the next few weeks. It's a small win for them. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. That he's that he's beaten due to the starting spot with with Matto in. But um, yeah, keep an eye out when Wayne comes back to see Cartwright drop to the bench. Also, if you're thinking about playing Cartwright this week, not only is a bad matchup against Penrith. Also, Dury, if he does, be on, if he's on the bench, come um, 8 p.m. on Thursday, I don't think you can play Cartwright because he will lead into his minutes. You can't guarantee 80, and it's also a bad matchup in general. So, just don't. There's also good reserve options this week, so I wouldn't be playing him. Agreed there. Elsewhere for Parra, we see Dill Brown in some really good form. Mm. Averaging 75, he's not going to drop any cash. He's had five try assists in the last two weeks. Is he a guy that you're really trying to get in? Yeah, I've played around with it over the last couple of days. So he, um, he's a guy I want eventually. But in saying that, I think he's gotten a little bit lucky with some of these try assists, especially the one to Guffo last week yeah. where he kind of threw out the back and Guffo did it all himself. So I think he could score low this week against Penrith. And if I've, if I've moved heaven on earth to bring him in this week and he kind of burns me, I won't be very happy about that. Mm. So he goes Penrith, then the Roosters. Roosters on the back of a bye. I think we look at him after that. Well, his break-even of about 40 this week looks good, but mm. by all means, if he just... He probably if he doesn't get any attacking stats yeah. and he scores 40, then that'd be his high again. He could yeah. come down to earth a bit more in reach for us in a few weeks' time. Yeah. I think it's a wait. Wait and see, yeah. I, I can't knock you for making the play. I've considered it strongly as I still have Callum Ponger in my side, but I think you'd probably rather go to Munster at 5'8 currently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jermaine Hopgood, popular captain option last week. Burns a lot. The captain Dim spent quite a amount of time on the bench, unlike what we saw from him in the first two weeks. Yes, he came back to earth in round three, but I think he might be reaching that higher ceiling again with this bench that we see today. Oh, yeah, it looks very good for him to play 80. Um, yeah, just temper the expectations a little bit. No one's going to score you 100 every week. No. And, yeah, he, he'll, he'll, he'll still score well. He'll be around that 70 range. is what we expected. I'm just not throwing out the captaincy on him week in, week out. Just, and I also don't think... I think there's a chance that we end up selling him eventually. Like, he's not going to be this round... One twenty-seven hold that everyone sort of thinks that he is. Yeah. So yeah, if it looks like he's peaking, I'd say uh, Lane comes back and Matto ends up on the bench, and Hopgood's—he's adding into Hopgood's minutes. Just don't, don't be so afraid to sell him because if he's done his job, he's made his money. So just, just temper your expectations a little bit. He's not going to score 100, 120 every week. Well, I think it was a bit of a reality check for. What we saw in the first couple of weeks, we saw, as we've spoken about previously, forwards putting up big base numbers and not really seeing the ceilings of the halves and the fullbacks that we sort of expected coming into the year. And I said it last week, I think we're going to start to see some tons from players, and we did with popular options in Grand Turbo last week. And I think that's just a reminder for um, everyone to hold back from captaining like a Murray, Hopgood, like... The upside's not there, and it's so hard for those guys to catch up if they do spend 25 minutes on yep. the sideline. Whereas with a turbo or someone, they can be on 40 with 15 minutes to go, and there's still a chance of turning up. Yeah, look at Pappenhausen in um, what, round 16 last year against against Manly, mm. their rookie. Mm. Um, yep. 
Yeah, I, that was the week I brought him in. You Even with off. Walsh last week, yeah, the same Walsh, thing. Yeah, these um, players in these spine positions or even your centres can <clears throat> score points in such quick sort of succession that, like, if you're not travelling too well with twenty to go, and you've, you've captained one of these guys, they can still score a try, and the, the score doesn't look that bad. Even look at look at Green in round one where he ended up on ninety. Yep. Yeah, it can so easily happen to these guys with high upside. Whereas. What are you hoping for? Maybe an offload? Maybe maybe yeah, maybe a junk line break? Like, just I, I'm trying not to captain these meat and potatoes guys. The only one I'd sort of consider it on is maybe a Cam Murray here and there because I think he does have that upside or a Fafita. But, yeah, no, I'm, I won't be captaining Hop, Hopgood moving forward, although I do think he's a great playing your 17, obviously. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, no, just um, temper the expectations just a little bit. Speaking of captains, onto the Penrith side of things, Nathan Cleary against his parasite that's given up a lot of points in the first three weeks. I think you've got to lock him as your vice-captain because he could go big here. Yeah, he'll likely be mine. It's between him and Harry Grant at the moment. Um, Cleary's due a bounce back. Yeah. Look, if you've sold him, you thinking that this is the Cleary that he is now, that he's going to be averaging 47 in the 50s or whatever moving forward, then I think you're mad. And, yeah, he's due a bounce back massively. If not this week, next week. Well, yeah, there's just no chance that Cleary does stay down. I think this Penrith site in general, there's no chance that they sort of don't reach their ceiling and the points that they're capable of. And it could happen any week. And Although I do expect Parry to put up a fight in this game, it's always a good rivalry. Like, I don't think Cleary needs to do too much to score big, and we've seen that in the past. He can just accumulate 80 out of nothing. Yeah, exactly. So in in the chance that we do see a high-scoring close game in this one, you know... There's 150 there for Cleary for the taking. Yeah. Two River on the wing. I don't mind him as a play this week. Yeah, I'll probably I think if him. people are short, I don't hate that. Yeah. Yeah, he's um Two River is really solid for. Yeah, he's, he's shown to have nice base, yeah. gets through work, and I think he's another guy that's due a try on yeah. that left wing. Um, who's that right edge for Penasini and Simonson on yep. that edge? Yeah, Simonson's on that wing. Simonson's pretty Leaky as a player goes. We saw Garrick score there last week. Well, he also had an assist out there. Pretty much that whole left edge cooked. Yeah, um, they, they all they all got their pieces in there. Yeah, exactly. Like the Schusters and yeah, so um, wouldn't surprise me to see Taruva going for a try in this one. Um, Sunny Luke, yeah. another big player in this side, super coach relevant. Are we both trading in Sunny Luke? Yeah, I think I am. I think he's a. Solid little cheese downgrade option. I'm never going to play him. Neither. Unless it's in a buy round. I'm probably never going to play him. I'm just going to have to hope for those minutes to increase. I might not even ever sell him. I might just carry him on the bench until pretty much the end because I don't really want anyone other than Grant. Well, yeah, the thing for me, I think people that heard us, we holding cheese last week. We, you know, we spoke well about him last week saying... Give him another chance, and he scored a try. Yeah. So I think a lot of listeners would be questioning why would you sell cheese after scoring a try? He scored fifty with it. Yeah. Oh, it was disgusting. I don't see if that's going to be the role. If he's only going to play sixty minutes at hooker, then I would rather the two hundred k downgrade to Sonny Luke. Yeah. For pretty much the same role. Yeah, and he's going to make a bit of cash. The cheese. He he looked really good in terms of the eye test, but he oh played, yeah, he played well. So he had fifty four and fifty five minutes with a try no line break. So he only made sixteen tackles in that fifty five minutes. And you could see he was battling. 
Yeah. Like, he's injury-affected, but I don't think we have the time to sort of wait for him to come back. I'd just rather make the downgrade now. Take Sonny Luke with the same role and possibly not move They might be him. the same price in a few weeks, too. You can factor that in. They might, be, they might be a very similar price in a few weeks. If the cheese starts to turn things around, we can go back to him. But I, want, I need that 200k for other moves. And this, the interesting part, I guess, is the 60 from round one in Sonny Luke's rolling average comes out very soon. Yeah, we're going to He's got one week with it. So if he was to only score 30 this week, the cash in will be stunted there. But I'm not really it worried about the cash really in. It doesn't really matter because we're just going to have to hold. We're just probably just going to hold him second hook after Grant pretty much all year. In a perfect world, he does link up some attacking stats and makes cash. But I don't think it's really. Not really what we're buying him for. He does look good, though. He looks really good, and there's every chance that the role can increase, but we're sort of... You have to forecast that. Like, it's not it's not guaranteed. We're not buying him because we want the role to increase. You know what I mean? We're buying him to free up some cash to make other moves. Yeah, agreed on that. On to the Storm Tigers game. A lot of points for Melbourne, and it's, it's a Storm team that sort of goes against what we've seen in the past. It's giving up 30-something... To the Titans, mm. it, it's unheard of for them, and they they've been looking like a different side to what we've seen in the past. But Cameron Munster back, yep, very big news for them. Although Jerome Hughes is out also two injured. weeks, yeah. So, give and take. What are your thoughts with Munster? Um, yeah, I think I think you can buy him this week and captain him. I'm not going to go there because for me, it was I was going to start with him. Hold him through to Origin, flip him down to Brown, or flip him up to Hines. It was never going to be I was going to hold him through that Origin period. So now it's round, we're going into round four. Mm-hmm. He has a buy in round nine, that's one game he misses. And then you're going to probably want to sell him over Origin. The only way I think you'd buy him is if you haven't made that many trades and you can go to him to Brown in round nine when he has that buy which I think makes perfect sense because in that period between now and round nine, there's every chance Munster will outscore Dylan Brown. But there also is 130k in between them. So, look, it's definitely team dependent. But if you're tossing up between Hines and Munster, I think Hines. If you're tossing up between Brown and Munster, I think Brown because he's cheaper and he's sort of the guy you want over Origin. Well, it's weird for me. I think Munster's such a, you know, he's a settled gun. Mm. There's no question over that. There's no question over whether he's going to score points. But even for myself with Caelan Ponga still in my side, I'm just not that interested. Yeah. And I think about it. I look at the other options and popular buyers in this round. You've got guys like Reese Walsh, Gary, like guns that have the potential to be going upwards in cash. Yeah. And that also are not going to play Origin. I don't know if I want to buy a player at the top of his price, about 850k, top dollar, going to play Origin, so he's not going to be in my team too long, and coming off an injury. Mm. It doesn't intrigue me that much. And I, I'm probably silly for saying it because it is a very viable option and you can't knock anyone for going to Munster, but it, it doesn't scream buy to me. No. He also, his price won't move too, by the way. Um, it's... He's only going to be back for his yeah, second, second game. game. So his price won't move. He's big. He's pretty high too. So, look, he'll, he, might, he might score 100 against the Tigers. He probably will. But, like, 
So Jaws not great after that too. I think the issue people also face here, if they want to buy Munster for most people, they're sort of left with a Schuster, Isaac, Atoa 5'8", mm. and Hines, Cleary, halfback. Yeah. Yeah. That That's the Hines dilemma, and this is probably what's sending that's people towards I'm Munster. Yeah. If you then buy Munster, then you don't have to be playing an average 5'8". Schuster or Katoa, yeah. So, yeah, it's a dilemma. Mm. Sort of takes us on to the guy people are selling to Munster, and that's Adam Dewey. The yeah. Turf toe. Yeah, on the other side of the ball, Dewey. For me, I, I see why people want to sell, but also if you're selling Dewey to Hines, I think you're selling a guy that's not 100% to another gun that's not 100%. Yeah, we have a free look at. We have a free look at Hines. What, what are your thoughts there? Mm, well, Dewey. I, on my way here to, to the recording studio, I actually uh, sold Dewey to, to Hines in my team, just, just temporarily to see what it sort of looked like. And... I love it. I really, I really want to buy Heinz, but um, just looking at my five eights, I've got Schuster and Katawa there, and Schuster based something in the teens last week mm. where he had three try assists. As did Katawa. Yeah, so. neither of those ones you want to play. So, I guess if you if you are tossing up, and that's going to be a situation between your Munster and your your um, Heinz as a Dewey replacement, if you're selling him, I guess yeah, Munster's probably the way I'd be leaning now. Now that I sort of look at that. But in terms of Dewey in general, I think he's a fine hold. He's also he's an, he's definitely a fine sell. Like, it's all team dependent. If you are at the top and you've seen that you've got 100, 100 plus BE, if you're, if you're fighting for those high thousands ranks, I would be probably moving him on to Munster or Hines. Yeah, when, when you're in front, you've got to make your trades to stay in front. Or even Brown. Yeah, yeah, and set yourself up for a while, but um, we can get a look at him. Like, it, you'd think it can get better from last week. Last, I'm just hoping last week was his absolute floor. Well, yeah, with the Tigers sort of makeup, we'll just brush over them now, get them out of the way. Cause there is more storm to talk about. Mm-hmm. They're a very relevant side. What's happened there? We got Adam Dewey at fullback, which is it's odd given the injury. Brandon Wakem comes into five eight and Laurie on the bench. And also, oddly, Sheens is just moving everything around. Joe Offengawi and David Nofalum are mm. both out of the side yeah. on the extended bench. So there's a lot happening there in the Tigers' side. It's a bit of chaos. I, I don't know. The good thing is it's a 6pm Friday game, this one. So we'll find out what happens to Dewey. But Laurie in the 14 screams Dewey may not be playing yeah. or may not be playing 80. So if you see that early, it makes the move easier for a lot of people. But, yeah, for me, I'm not really questioning getting rid of Dewey. Just because if I'm getting him out, I don't really want to buy a Heinz or a Munster, who I think is also injury-riddled. Yeah. And I don't want to be spending 250 300k for that upgrade. What if he doesn't play? Would you be moving him on? If Dewey doesn't play, then I have to because I have Dewey and Ponga because I'm planning on moving Ponga next week. So I would be buying Dill Brown. Okay. That's where I'd go. Yeah. Elsewhere for the Storm, Will Warbrick. Will Warbrick, very low last week. Did not see the ball... Frustration's high with him. If you can hold on to him, do it, because he probably will get his tries eventually. But we're both selling. I think so. Um, Depending on your plans. I'm, I'm definitely we'll selling. We'll touch on it later, but yeah. Because my centre wing, I have, I've stacked it. Yep. I'm very strong there, and I want to move someone to get to Walsh. Yeah. And Warbrick 
I haven't seen... It's sort of like the Isaac Thompson sell last week. Yeah, they will score their odd try, but I haven't seen that he's ever going to go on a run and gain heaps of cash. He will get 100k somewhere, but Walsh is going to gain more than that from 550k, and I'm happy to have Warbrick as the one to go. Yeah. He also... Um, I thought he was going to get dropped. I thought he was really, really bad. Yeah, last there week. was a chance. There was a big chance. It may not be far um, away. Jennings... George Dennings is playing reserve grade this week on the wing. Um, so he's probably due a return soon. I'm not sure if he's... He was favoured in this NRL side for a long time. And so, I wouldn't be surprised if Bellamy goes back to the big experience yeah. soon. That was his wing. Yep. George, George, that was George Jennings' wing. If Warwick's probably one bad performance away from... Well, he impressed in the trials. He was very And that's what sort of won in this spot. He won that yeah. on merit. But the first three weeks, we just haven't really seen anything from him. Yeah, I'm just looking forward for Warbrick. So you got the Tigers this week. Do you think he's a player? If I still had Warbrick, I would, there's no chance I'd be playing him. No? Just, just I think 17s are strong this week. A lot of people have been selling their roosters, so they don't have a lot of people on buy. I don't think there'll be many people that are going to be forced to play him. Yeah. And if you were playing him, he scored a try. What's he going to get? 50. Okay. And then looking forward, he goes Souths, Roosters... Manly, the Warriors have shown some good defensive. Better side, yeah, better side. Then Souths, Broncos, Dolphins, Cowboys, Sharks. So other than, I mean, the Dolphins have have also looked good, Mm. and the Warriors. So that's two games out of the next nine that look like okay matchup. But the rest, he 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 might not score a try in many, like maybe only two out of those nine, and he's also job security issues. So. We might if you, if you are holding him, you might get stuck with him. It's not a pressing issue, but no. I think if anyone's to go, I'd be very comfortable with it being yeah. Warbrick. Um, I just convinced myself into definitely selling him. <laughs> we'll touch on that yeah. later, though. <laughs> um, elsewhere, centre wing Melbourne players, Nick Meany. My guy. <laughs> I'll let you talk. Good. I'll let you talk. Mate, <laughs> I was playing a grand final myself at this time. I missed the first, say, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I go on the Supercoach app, saw the Storm had scored a couple, and Nick Manny's on 85. Yeah. Scored two. It, was, it made my day. We, we won the grand final, but that, that, <laughs> that was arguably just as good. Oh my All God. beat, he didn't really score many from there on, ended on 103, no. I believe. But can you see him being a top five centre wing with no Pappenhausen? Gee, I think, I think averaging there. 70. Yeah. I, I think it's a big possibility. Well, if Pappy doesn't come back ever, then yeah. Um, I could see him being top. Oh, tough. You read out that draw and the draw's tough, but his floor's pretty damn good. He's a little bit centre wing. Because I just think in that team kicking goals, they are going to get better with Munster back. And when Hughes also returns, I think it's going to be a good side scoring points. I'll give him top seven. I'll give him top seven. I'll give him top seven. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a gun. He can, he can score tries. His support plays looks like it's really improved. Yeah, definitely. That's, next, that's where he's been popping yeah. up. The next thing I want to see is his ball playing. And I think with, that, with no Hughes there, he's going to be demanded a lot. And um, Pezet? Pezet? Yeah, Jonah Pezet, yep. Well, um, he gets, him, gets the ball in good position. He reminded me of Reynolds, the way he digs right into the line, squares up the defenders. He's a good player. He's a really good player. And um, maybe they get a bit of shape going right, which they haven't had all year. It's all been Hughes and Katoa on the right edge. Maybe Pezet out the back to Meany. Meany can get a bit of ball playing going, which I really want to see because that'll boost that's this ceiling even further. Yep. If he can start laying on try assists, which he was doing last year. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. probably not anyone 
he's going to be looking to bring in Nick Manny, but I think no. just want to sing his praises and say that the bloke's going well. Yeah. No, if you started with him, which you did, hats off to you. It's uh, worked out really well. Um, Christian Welch. He killed owners Ooh. playing about 30 minutes on the weekend. Yeah. Very hot conditions, albeit. But a 25 from your front row, that kills you. Yeah. That would just hurt because I think you can get such a solid floor from the front rowers and that hurts. And it's not going to happen again. But it's also going to... I think they took on Welch for the fact he was underpriced, his owners. Yeah. And that sort of just kills cash. him, you know, going up in cash for a good three weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a bit of a stop lock there. What do you reckon there with Welch? Well, it was very, very hot and... You can't blame him. Like all he, the forwards minutes and PPMs resembled that. It was yep. a blowout. Um, I think he'll be all right. This just sucks for his cash jam. Yeah, it hurts owners, but yeah. hold, see it through. just means you're going to have to run with that for further on. You probably can't. Mm. Oh, I wouldn't be moving to a Haas or a, another one of those front oh, rows. I mean, if you had a bit of money and you could go to, you go straight to a gun, Haas, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be trading into like a Gilbert. I think I've seen a few people, a few people do that. No, no, you're, no, you're not. Production, yeah. You're not going mid to mid. But if you're going up to, I think the only one I'd do it for is Haas. Maybe Tohu. But if you're, um, he's at thirty three percent owned by the way, Welch. Um, I'd be, wow. I'd be holding him, but. If, if you had a bit of spare cash, you have no other flies to put out. Not the worst move to make. Mate, Haas is killing it. Um, moving on to the Dolphins-Broncos game. This one could be a cracker, I reckon. Mm. Little rivalry starting to heat up, hopefully. Yeah. Um, Dolphins side of the ball. Those two centre wings of Sarko and Hammer, they're going to keep gaining cash. Yeah. Solid games for both of them. Sarko with an 80, so those people that did jump on him first week, I mean... Congratulations, he's going to keep on going up in cash. He'd have a neg BE as well this week, I'd say. So good on him there. Hammer with a 60. Yeah. Could have been bigger. He dropped a ball that he very much was going to score off. He looks very likely. Um, I think you're happy to start him in this game just off the chance that he does score a try. I think a lot of people will be starting him. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's cash a big... gen for those two. Yeah, massive cash gen. And it's a, this is a big game. Hammer strikes me as that big game superstar. Mm. Oh my god, that's called Hammer a superstar. But yeah, you know what I mean. He's gonna he's gonna be the guy who finds the line in this sort of game. Yeah, he's gonna stand up in the big moment when someone makes a break, and he's gonna be there in support. Like it wouldn't surprise me if he's doing his you know dab type celebration about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple couple times in this game. Like just just off just uh, backing up line breaks. You know what I mean? He seems to have a good um. Relationship with Lamulu, who's now um, uh, starting for that team, and just pushing up around his shoulder, he's very likely to find an offload, and the hammer's there to pounce every time. I've noticed. Yep. So um, yeah, no, I'll be playing him. Yeah, for sure. Um, as you just mentioned, currently Lamulu um, comes on to the left edge. Well, yeah, that's where he's played all year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, left edge. Um, he was starting before the people talking about how this is because of Kafusi. He was starting before the Kafusi mm, mm. injury. Um, he best. does have an eight point game in the three round average though, so we yep. do get another look at him. Yep. Don't have to buy this week, but next week he could be a pressing buy if he scores well here. Yeah, he's a he's a gun. Um, yeah, no, definitely going to be an option moving forward. Um, he'll get DPP in round six. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you could maybe. If he hasn't made that much coin, that's probably the time. Because I don't know how you fit him in your centre wing. I definitely won't be able to. Yeah. So, look, if he's killing it and um, comes to round six and he's not 
that far away. He's still got money to make. That's when I probably look at him. Yep. I just don't. I can't find room for him in the centre wing at all. Well, the options for centre wing, there's heaps of them now, and that's why I think Warbrick, as we mentioned before, you can sell him. Yeah. Um, another guy we mentioned previously, Tom Gilbert. He he's showing potential of a gun. He's averaging sixty six at the moment. Last week, pumped out seventy in base and power. Pretty impressive stuff. Obviously, he scored that try for his 81-point performance in round two, but he's really starting to shape up. And I didn't like this in the preseason, but he's getting through some major work now, and I, I can't fault, fault you for looking to bring him in because he does have cash to gain as well, about 530k still. Yeah, 12 break even. Um, he he didn't go very well in the Roosters matchup, I noticed. Um, there was errors in that game, yeah. and I don't really love that, but he seems to have really picked up from that game and look not someone I'm looking at because front row you know it's not really that appealing yeah there's it, more striking options but I think if you started with him good on you what if you've got Cotter are you gonna are you looking to move him on for a Gilbert if you were someone who had Cotter or the gap between the gap between him and Haas and Tarpany is 150k yeah. I'd be willing to spend 150k for one of those two. You're moving up to to our house for sure, I think. Um I personally wouldn't be going to Gilbert, but yeah, if you've started him, fair enough, kudos to you. You you should get some good scores moving forward. And he's another one who's going to be up for this Brisbane game, I reckon. Yeah. As a former Cowboy, he'd hate the Broncos. Yeah, he'll be he'll be right up for this. Um yeah, expect another 60 plus, 65 plus. But, um, yeah, I'm not looking to bring him in. I mean, if you, if you can't go from Cotter up to a Haas, like, absolutely can't, and you, you've probably got to... Re, we've all got to move Cotter on. Um, yeah. yeah, you can't hold Cotter if you're a Cotter, and we'll touch on... Gilbert's not the worst option, I'd say. Yeah. Um, for the Broncos, it's a polarising supercoach side, this. Yeah. There's so many options. We've, spoke, we've been, t- like, looking forward to this for a few weeks now, and it's hit. This is this is where the draw gets great. Options everywhere. The big one, well, biggest, most bought in player this week, Reese Walsh. 554k, neg 32BE. If you can afford to bring in a fullback, I don't see how you can pass this up. Yep. Yeah, if you're if you're in the market for a fullback, well, obviously, Tom is a better buy than Reese Walsh. Oh, no doubt. No yeah. doubt. If, if Tom's you not in your Tom. team, you have to... Tom's prioritised, but yep. Walsh is right there. Yeah, you? um... Yeah, Walsh is... If you're in the market for one, and you've already got Tom, there's not a single other fullback I'd be looking at than Walsh. He, um... He's averaging 100 over these first two games. Yep. And it's this same sort of thing with... It's the Reynolds effect, where he just creates so much time and space out the back of shape... That Walsh is so good that he'll just be able to take advantage of it, similar to how Cody was so good to take advantage of it, and Luttrell was so good that he could just take advantage of this. And Walsh and Mam are doing it just so well. Yep. And this 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 run they've got, we um we sort of talked about it earlier in the preseason, saying that it should be illegal that they play Dragons, Dolphins. Tigers, Raiders, Titans in the span of five weeks. First three at Suncorp, then they go to the Gold Coast and is it Northern Territory? Yeah, next for, one? for Para, which Para have been probably one of the most leaky teams so far too. So, um, yeah, Walsh as a... I don't think he's a keeper. You don't hold him all year. Um, look, 
No, but I'm not going to rule it out. Okay, all right. I'm not going to just because just because I think this Broncos team is the real deal. They could potentially be minor premiers. Like the way they're attacking and defending right now. If this team is say a top two side, Adam Reynolds is there steering the ship. I can see a world where Walsh could potentially average seventy five. It's about them staying healthy, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. And I'm not. I'm look. I'm not planning on it buying Walsh. I'm not planning on that whatsoever. But I wouldn't be too surprised if in a couple months we're sitting here, Walsh is sitting happily at seven fifty k, and I don't think there could be any reason really to sell him, especially if he's not in the Queensland camp and he's playing during Origin. That's yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, his origin sort of credentials are dependent on the health of Callum Ponger. Oh, massively, yeah. massively. Uh, oof, I don't know what's going on there. There's not really been any news. There's a lot of unknown. Uh, like I said, like I'm not expecting Walsh no. to be a keeper. But there's the possibility he could be. I yeah. think a lot of people are worried about his base and power, obviously. Well, he was on like two, about yeah, 15 minutes into that game. That. <laughs> we definitely need to mention that. Um, look, I didn't like that. Obviously, no one wants to see, you know, a premium option with no base and power. Well, not really no base, because I think he would have based around 30 in his negatives. two games. Yeah, no, the, the base and power has actually not been that bad. He more just had negatives in that first half, like errors and, and sort of missed tackles and penalties. Like, he, um, his base and power was not that bad. Ultimately, though, and we spoke about this a little bit this morning before we started up here, I don't think it matters. No. I think in the next four weeks, we might see like somewhat close to the floor of Walsh in one of them if we're lucky. I wouldn't be surprised if he you know, goes big in at least three out of four. And if one of them, Walsh, scores 40, then fuck, I don't care. Mm. Like He's still going to gain cash if he can have a few big games in there, and I'd be happy to back it in. Yeah. So you are buying him? Yep. Okay, so is most of uh, Supercoach at the moment. Um, I feel like I'm the only person not buying him, and that's just because I have... I never had Teddy. Yep. Whereas the guys who had Teddy, maybe they sold him last week to a centre wing, or maybe they're selling him this week to Walsh. I think that's a no-brainer. Well, I think either way, Teddy sellers are the ones getting to Walsh. So I think a lot of people would have sold last week to Hammer. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's all people who have owned Teddy in the past and are now moving him on. Um, see, I never owned Teddy, so I've, I've still got Wattrell and Turbo, which is what I started with. And um, You can't move on from either of them, I don't think. Wattrell has done absolutely nothing and is averaging 70. Yeah. He's, done, he's looked uninvolved, and we can only sort of forecast this stuff to increase. This Oh, for sure. They, they're going to, oh, I'm very tempted to, we'll get to it later, but I'm very tempted to put a sneaky C on him because they, they have to bounce back this bunny side. Anyway, we're talking about Walsh. And, yeah, I can't fit him in just because I've got those two guns there. And I think a few people will be in that sort of same um, base as me. And Walsh as an option emerging means people stay off Wattrell. Yep. Because if Wattrell had a killed it these first few weeks, everyone would have done Teddy to Trell. But, um, yeah, I'm keen to see how these two sort of compare over the next five weeks. I've seen people talk about doing Teddy to Walsh. Have you got another fires? Fair enough. Because you can do Teddy to Walsh and yep. maybe... No, Trell to Walsh and maybe um, Dewey up to Heinz, which I, I don't mind the sound of that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I'm not because I just think Wattrell can, worst-case scenario, match him. Yep. He may be 300k more, but he's that good. I don't think he's a massive sell. No, he's averaging 70. 
Well, for me, I think with Walsh, just to finish it off, I think this sort of represents my development as a supercoach player. This morning, I woke up and I was I was thinking about Walsh. And I was like, this just smells of one of the players where I'm like, no, this is not sustainable. You know, he'll mm-hmm. go low next week and he just doesn't. It, it reeks of that Nico Hines type of vibe when he was playing fullback for Melbourne with no paps, and I was like, no, he's not <laughs> going to keep doing this. I won't do it. Then all of a sudden he's 800K and he's gone. Yeah. I don't want to miss out on Walsh. Yeah. And I think ultimately if you can bring him in, do it. Yeah. There's too much risk of missing him. Yeah. And I'm going to be missing him. <laughs> but that's all right. Um, I'm happy with how my, my side's set that I think I'll be okay. It's just going to... I'm not even going to be really death riding him because, like, I know he's going to go well. Yeah. It's just the fact that I can't really sell the trail. Yeah, there's nothing you can do there. Yeah. Elsewhere for the Broncos, that we spoke about Reynolds is playing great footy. Mm-hmm. As we've mentioned before, I think he was in one of your pod segments the other he week. Was, yeah. um, he's still a low-owned player. He's one you wouldn't mind hopping on if he had the chance at halfback, but I think no one's going to be going there with a the return of lines. Yeah, well... So you could, you know, zag there and... Make a different move, and if he scored, outscored Hines over the next few weeks, Reynolds. Well, people who own Reynolds will be looking to move him on around the same time that you and I have discussed bringing in Hines. Yeah, about round a month's seven, time. Round seven and eight sort of sort of period. So I don't really hate that. If you if you didn't make any trades in round one, let's say you didn't boost last week, then fair enough. That's definitely something you could have on the cards. On Reynolds, oh my god. I was so close to buying him two weeks ago as my Munster replacement. I went Ponga instead. And, yeah, the rest is history. (laughs) So I could be, what, um, about 100 points ahead of where I am if I had made that move. But, like, we're not going to dwell on it. (laughs) I guess it just shows you don't always have to go with the pack. Like, if you see something that's different, don't be afraid to do it. Yeah. Always back your gut. I had a gut feel and I didn't back it. So, yeah. Payne Haas back to his super coach best. Um, I don't think force an issue if you can't really bring him in now because he's not really going to go anywhere. But when you do get a chance to slot him into your front row, do it. Yeah. He's back. He's he's the Payne Haas of old. I think the injury niggles are gone now. Well, When Haas is ready to come into your yeah. side, do it. Front, front row seems pretty obvious about who we're going to want, and that's... That's Tarpany and Haas, or maybe a Tohu and Haas. Like Haas is definitely going to be the mainstay there. It's about when and how we're going to get him in. Um, there's no rush. Like he had junk attack last week. Yep, oh, they all did. <laughs> they all did all the Broncos. But I guess we've got to expect that they're going to score points because they're a real good footy side. So yeah, the minutes aren't amazing, but the scores in those minutes have been, which is what's what's really interesting about Payne Haas. Um, yeah, I think he's. Uh, if you if you've got him, well done. I sprinted that at the start, in the preseason that every team that I've seen that has had Haas in them, I'm like, yep, that makes sense. He's a really good option. I've seen a few the Potter talk and stuff. He's not a Potter. He's an absolute gun. Yep. He's one of the best forwards in our game. One of the best forwards for Supercoach. So um, yeah, uh, I don't know when I'm going to be able to get him, but it's definitely one I'm going to have on the cards. It's probably going to be a Stefano to him eventually. Yep, I think that'd be the plan there. Yeah. Um, moving on to the Cowboys-Titans game. As we mentioned, Ruben Cotter out. If you have Cotter, you've got to sell. We've touched on a few of these front row options. There's no real debate about that. He's going to be out for at least a few weeks. Yep. So if you have Ruben Cotter, you do have to sell him. Tom Chester stays at fullback. 
no movement there after they lost to the Warriors. Um, Val Holmes. He's been good without being great. His scores of 63, 47 and 67. We want more from him. Yep. Yeah, no, I think he's he's due a big one. Yep. He has to be. Yep. It's Val Holmes. Like, these, these, this floor is looking really good. Yeah. That 47 looks like the absolute floor. Yep. And he had 67 last week. They got, they got decimated. He broke a lot of tackles. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he had to do a lot of work out of their own end. Mm. Mate, the Warriors were just playing really, really good, like, basics footy. Kick to corners on their line, pin them in the corners, and they were doing it really well, and it suffocated yep. them. But it also meant Val had to do a lot of work. But um, the attack will come. This Titans side's very leaky. Yeah, for sure. On the Titans, um, Campiera. He's scoring tries, negative 31 break even. He's going to gain money for us. Mm. So... Good signs there because Campier was someone that we were looking at last week, possibly being out of our sides yeah, it's, sooner rather than later. It's turned out that we're looking at Warbrick instead of him to sort of sell. But, um, yeah, AKP is an interesting one because he did have a good score last week, but the same issues were there, and that's that terrible base in power. But the Titans just... Did you did you get a chance to watch this one? Yeah, full? yeah, I watched, yeah. Yeah, so um, Foran came off. Which was I thought was really weird that they bought because Boyd had a HIA. Mm-hmm. They bought on Campbell, and then um, Boyd came back on for Foran, and Foran came off sort of at the same time as for Feeder. And I don't know that that left edge just looks really good when there's Foran for Feeder, BK, and uh, AKP, and they scored that first try, which is a gun try off the back of those four. And I just, I just think that's going to be the way that they win games is based off those, those four and then also Brimo. It's hard to make too much of it, though, because it was such a hot it day. Was. It, was it was a 3 p.m. Saturday yep. game. And I can only assume they were trying to protect Foran to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Same with Fafita. That's fair. He giving, was getting Giving rattled. them breaks. Yeah. So I don't expect to see anything like that again, to be honest. No, I, I just hope they keep that left edge together because yeah. that's... Those four That's where they're gonna look the really games. good for all of those are gonna be super coach options moving forward. Not so much Brian Kelly, but um four and being there for the um Khan Pierre and Fafita is really good for their attacking yeah, stats. Important. He creates stuff. On Dave Fafita, we're we're still waiting on a boom performance from him. Yeah. We've seen good score, we haven't seen the boom, but I think it, it's not too long away. Yeah, it's coming. Um he did not... What minutes did he actually get out last week? Because the score was 49. From just watching it, it seemed like he took about 10, 15 off. So I assume we're in the 60s. It was 49 in 60. Okay. Which is pretty good. Yeah. All no, things considered, a very hot day. He won't play 60 minutes all that often. Um, just because they don't have that depth in the back row. And uh, Holbrook just... He annoys me, but I still think um, Fafita will come good. He looks so likely to jag some attack outside four. and that I'm saying that left edge is going to be able to score a lot of points this year. Well, I didn't fit in Fafita into my side, as you know. Mm. Obviously, it hasn't killed me yet, but seeing the floor that he's putting out, like I'm walking on eggshells because I can just feel that it's coming for him. And He's someone that if the buyer wasn't coming in... It's next week. Yeah, next week. Next week. If the buy wasn't coming then, I'd probably just be looking to bring him in now. Say, I've, I've won this little battle over the first few weeks. Mm. Buy the bull and bring him in now. But with that buy, I'm hoping he has a low one here and I can move to him in the future. Theoretically, if he stinks it up, 
this week. Scores 40 again. Could be sold. Sold in the buyer. A lot Because I think a lot of people are being really reactive with the buyers and selling players mm, no in the buy if they're not performing that well. I'm going to have the two RF to cover him, but I mean, I'm, I may potentially sell him to bank cash, but it's coming. If it, if it, if it is this week, then no one's going to sell him. Yep. But um, yeah, he, he, oh, he's so, I never get him right. So I guarantee if I end up selling him next week in the buy, he'll come out and go 120 after it. But um, yeah, I'm looking to hold him pretty much all year. Yeah, his keeper. Yeah. Tanner Boyd experiment, it's looking pretty dire. Yeah. And as we've touched on the last few weeks, it's going to be hard to get out of. Owners going to have to try and free up money elsewhere to sort of move out of him. Yeah, he was meant to be this value cheapy. He lost money. I'm pretty sure. I'm yeah, no, he, he, I think he did. Um, yeah, he, well, he lost He lost 9K. And the BE Where can you go? 43. Um, you've got to go up. So if you've got him at hooker, you've got to go up to grand. Takes a lot of money to get Tanner Boyd up to a grand or a Heinz. I don't know how you're going to do it, but you, you, that's just you got to go up to Grant. If you, um, how many still are holding on to him? Uh, he's in twenty two percent. Thirty thirty one thousand people still have Tanner Boyd. Um, if you have him at half back, man, you have Katara at six. Maybe you move him on to Schuster early. But um, that's even, the only easy you should get out plan, I guess, or a Sunny Luke. But it's bad. It's yeah, it's very ugly. Um, for you, yeah, you're gonna have to try and move him up to um Heinz or Grant if you've got him in those positions. I reckon. Yeah, no, it's um didn't quite work. I um I thought it was gonna be an okay option. I didn't expect a 35 average, but this was my worry. This was always gonna be my worry for him. Yep. Is that he had these two hard matchups in three and four, and then a buy in five. So I was always worried that you weren't going to be able to get out of him. Mm. And this has really eventuated and the people are stuck with him. So you just, yeah, you've got to just bite the bullet, get him out. Yeah, he's got to go. He might even still have a little bit of money to make eventually, but you just, he's just got to go. He's costing Not, not in that vital position, a halfback. I mean, if he was at hooker for you, he probably can wither away there, but not at halfback. It's the same situation as if you have cheese. You can, if you've got granite hooker, and you don't have the money to go... Oh, I mean, you could probably go... go, go getting him down to Sonny Luke makes more sense than holding him, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. But if you've already got Grant, I can see a world where you hold him up at hook-up. But, yeah, you've got to buy the ball, get, him, get rid of him. Moving on to Souths Manly, a lot going on for Souths. They lose three front rowers. Mm. Selle, Shaq, Mitchell and Totola all out and they've only got one middle on the bench in David Mowali. These look like multi-week outs too. Yeah. Well, other, other than Selle, Selle was a failed HIA so we don't know how long that could be. Like, that's different for everyone. But Shaq was eight weeks, Totola was like three to six. And this leads me to, I've seen a lot of people selling Cam Murray. I think you're crazy. No, I think they're crazy too. I think Cam Murray's an absolute dumb. If you started with Cam Murray with the injuries they have right now, what has changed? What has become worse other than the numbers that you see that he scored last week? The chat that I've been seeing on um, on the Discord there is that his role has changed. There's no role change. He's, this is the, he's doing the exact same things he's been doing for the last three, four years. Yeah, seeing something different to what I'm seeing because yeah. it's the same camo. And we're now we're just hopefully seeing minutes to increase too. So, um, yeah, he'll be fine. He's a keeper. Oh, I feel better about him than I do when I started with him. So I think that's crazy. Yeah. To anyone out there that's considering selling Cam Murray, I think. And you've gotten through the tough draw now too. Yeah. <laughs> the draws, the draws about to open up, and you're getting rid of him. 
And Murray, Murray is one of the few middle forwards that has genuine attacking upside. Well, he has two 130s in his career. Yeah. So he has genuine upside. I think it's crazy. As we touched on before, Latrell still yet to show off his ceiling, but wait there, it's coming. I hope so. Guys that have showed off a bit of ceiling, Campbell Graham, Keon Kalamatungi, and AJ. All these guys, I can't fault you, you know, bringing them in now. Because now it's starting to get better. Campbell Graham especially and mm. Keon, they've, they've really hit. Yeah. Both reasonably low ownership and they've hit. AJ hasn't as much put up big scores, but he, I think he will. Oh, yeah. No, Johnston will be in my side. I almost guarantee it at some point this year. Don't know when that's going to be, but, yeah, he is... It's, it's death taxes and Alex Johnston scoring tries on that left wing. But that, that right edge of um, well, Col- so Coloma, really Tony and Campbell Graham... Souths are one I, and two, but they've looked they've looked good. In I can't terms of I can't see Campbell Graham fitting into many sides just with the strength of centre wing. But Kyle Matunga, even though I think he's seven thirty k, man, he's a great option. He's, he's averaging, averaging eighty two at the moment, and that's with scoring two tries. Yeah, with obviously pack, he's not going to score tries like that. But without yeah. them, he's still averaging like sixty five over that. Yeah, and this packs in all sorts. So he um Kyle Matunga's had that role where he's been playing on the edge, getting good attack early. And then shifting into the middle and just getting through lots and lots of work, mm-hmm. which is just gold for super coach. Um, for an edge back rower. Yeah. He's really good. Really, really good player. He's also sneaky chance for Origin, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. With the way that he's playing, he could be a sneaky chance for Origin. So I'm not jumping on him right now. But yeah, no, he. You um, wouldn't want to buy him and miss Origin. No. Another one. And Origin's a big talking point with this player as well, Damian Cook. He's averaging 61, has done absolutely nothing. No line break, line break assist, try, try assist. Like, he's done nothing but tackle and run the football, and he's averaging 61. Obviously, Origin is a big factor here, because if he wasn't, I'd, I'd bring him in with no hesitation once he's dropped that cash, because he's still at a break even in the just over 100. Yeah. But averaging 61 doing nothing, he's a guy that hasn't put up major base stats in the past and has been a bit more attacking stat reliant, I guess, but he always gets them. They're going to come. And he's if, running if, I was, if I was to run two genuine premium hookers, Cook is one of them. Yeah, it's Cook and Grant without a doubt. There's, there's no one else in that conversation. Maybe Robson, but I don't really like Robson as, a, as an option. Um, Cook is, yeah, he's running the ball a lot. He's yep. getting out and looking to run. Which is really, really um, something, something key for him. Mm-hmm. Look, oh, he's still got 100 break even. But yeah, just keep him on your radar. Like if he dropped another 50 to 100k and he was in that like 650k range, uh, I wouldn't mind it. No, I don't, I don't know how we're going to end up getting him. But yeah, no, he's, um, yeah, he looks good. He looks good as an option in general. Yeah, it, it sucks because I don't think we're going to be able to do it. No. But it looks appealing. Would you go Grant over him no matter what? Oh uh, yeah. If you were looking yeah. to bring in a hooker this week? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Well Grant Grant's averaging ninety. Yeah. And I guess <laughs> he's got luck in some ways, but without that try that he scored against Para, he's probably that brings his average down to eighty for the year. He had a couple late assists against the Titans. Still if Grant's averaging seventy five, you're still gonna take that for hundred K more than yeah. Cook. The argument is Cook's at five percent. But, uh, yeah, I'd still take Grant no matter what. 
It's just... Um, well, Grant's the highest scoring player yeah. in Supercoach right now, and if you didn't have him, you'd, you're missing out. But let's say if you were selling a hooker and you needed the extra 100k to go, I don't know, from, from Dillbags to Monster or something like that, mm. would you consider it? Yeah. 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 If, it, if it allows you to do other moves, I don't hate it as a pod play. He'd be a fun guy to have in your team. Yeah. I think I've owned him pretty much the last two, three years. Well, yeah, you point. have. I haven't. Yeah. I, I'm... I, I'm kind of jealous of it. Like, I wish he was in my team at some point. Yeah. But it's a tough one. Yeah, no. Hooker's tough. We spoke at length about Hooker. It's a bit of a wasteland. Yes. So. Yeah. Don't mind just getting in the two guns for the whole year. It is It is a strategy. On the manly side of the ball, turbo, massive ton. People have captained him, cheering. He looks fit again. He looks like the best player in the comp again. Um, he's a captain option just about every week. Yeah, he's gone back to back. Well, he averaged him two hundred, a uh, hundred over the first the first two games of his uh, season, and yep. um, he hasn't actually done that much. Like you know, like he was in everything in twenty twenty one. In twenty twenty one, when he when he averaged about one hundred and forty that year, mm. he um, but he's getting these big scores, not doing a whole lot. Just wait for him to have a good game. These have been like these are like turbos, like medium games. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, Knights next week. Well, how close was he to having another couple pieces in a couple of tries? Yeah, he, should, he probably could have scored one fifty in this game easily. And this is a Thursday night um, game against Paro, where he wasn't like, brilliant either. It wasn't. It wasn't amazing. So look, if you don't own him, if you're one of those mad people who don't own him, do everything you can to get him in. Well, what's his ownership at? Because Turbo, if he's not above you know seventy percent ownership at five hundred k. Who is ever going to be above that? Like, it's ridiculous. He's at 50.2. That's crazy. That is with crazy. With how many are bringing him in? So the 50% that don't own, there's 8,000 bringing him in. So that's pretty good. Well. Yeah, he should be 100%. Josh Schuster, 59 points on the weekend with a few assists, albeit. Didn't show off a great floor, but he looked great. He's a gun. Wait till he starts running it. Mm. He's big enough that he can start running the ball. Um, yeah, there's the looming calf issue. So. There's not much reason to go early this week. No, unless you have to. Unless you like, you you have to do it to bring in some, um, make some other moves. Yeah, but if you don't, I wouldn't. No, and I've been trying not to, but I think I'm going to just because it allows me to get Garrick in. Yeah. I just think the calf. It's still. It's very there's still some risk there, and I think you don't have to don't don't yep. do it now. But it looks great. Fuck, you will talk about it. It looks great so well. His kicking game. Really, like I knew, I knew he had the good noble pass out the back, and I knew, I knew he could run an offload. He, t- he took a bit of, I wouldn't say control, but he took a bit of, you know, the attacking workload of this side. I guess like that left edge. He slotted into four and spot very, very efficiently. Yeah, it was impressive. He's very different to four, but he he is their X factor now. Because like, yeah. you know what you're going to get out of Tom, you know what you're going to get out of DCE. He's, it's his ceiling that determines what this team can do in 2023. Um, Ruben Garrick. Scored 82 with try and assist as well. He's a great option. 740k. Um, I wanted to get him into my side. I'm not going to. Sort of changed my mind this morning. But he's a points play and he's probably the best points play there is yeah. right now. I think you, if you're not buying him this week, you're going to want him next week, I reckon. You're gonna, yeah. That Knights matchup, you know, who's just coming on the right wing for the Knights? Gregory Marshall. <laughs> yeah. Who's probably one of the worst defenders going around. Yeah. Well, so, um, 
Well, obviously that's next week where you, you're buying him. I'm buying him this week. But, um, yeah, he's going to be... Garrick is so good. Well, you lock him in for points every week. And what was telling for me, on the Thursday night, he scored that try early. And I was like, I texted you. I was like, yeah, we've called this one. You know, another Garrick ton here. And you were like, oh, that wasn't much of a hot take. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, it isn't. Well, if we're locking him in for a ton every week, then why, why don't we, we all have him? Yeah. He's, so. <laughs> he's so good. And he's, uh, he's less than 20% owned still. Like, he's not going to go down at all from here, no, cash-wise. He, so. He's actually just got himself off of the most traded in for the week, the top 10. He's off of it now. That's crazy. Yeah, so um, I'm definitely going to be bringing him in, I think. He, uh, if we look at the matchups coming, coming uh, moving forward, he, he's up against South this week. And Campbell Graham's a great defender on that right edge, but Thompson looks slow. And I think he's going to be able to get him behind Thompson. The manly left edge can take it. Manly left edge can beat anyone. And then you've got the Knights. He could go 150 in this. And then Penrith's the bad one. But still, his goal kicking, the goal kicking makes the four about 50. So maybe we expect 55 in that one. And then he plays Melbourne at four pines. And that Melbourne right wing, traditionally, always, we saw it last week with, with Campiera scored two tries. Mm. It leaks. That right well, wing leaks. That, that's round seven? That is round seven. That is when I think I'll bring me. I think I'm going to miss the Knights game and I'm going to look to move there when Hammer um, gets the top of his value. That makes sense. Because I don't really have any other route there now. Now that I've gone Walsh, I don't have any other way I can get there right now. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. So that, that's my plan with Garrick. Yeah, I like that. I like that move for you. I just think I'm going to try to get this Knights game at less than 20% ownership. Yep. And then I can't fault it at all. bank those points because I need a bit of points because I'm, I'm starting a little bit behind. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards just bringing him in this week, just solidify it. Can't fault it at all. He was in my team when, you know, lockout. <sighs> Um, Warriors Dogs. Yeah. Nickel Clockstar and Jackson Ford both return in the previous roles. If you held them, they're probably both solid plays. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to get their cash as well, so good for both of those guys. Love a bit of Jackson Ford. Love him. And dropping out is Wade Egan, very popular by the most popular by from last week after he scored a try. Yeah. And um, Mitch Barnett. So pretty much it's a straight swap for Ford for Barnett there. Yep. So... So when Barnett expect returns, what do we expect? Do we well, think Well, this Barnett... is what I'm also yep. getting onto here. Josh Curran's 18th man. Yeah. It's funny. They've got too many gun forwards in this side. They're going to be competing for the eight. Tavanga's on the bench they're now. They're, yep. they're stacked for forward depth. And the fact that Josh Curran's on the outer here, I think Bailey Sirenen and Tom Arley are on the bench, both good, good solid young players. They're, they're just spoiled for forward depth. Yep. So... Personally, Nia Corey is still in my side, and I guess uh, there probably wouldn't be many out there still with him. Like myself, he's got a bit of cash to squeeze out now, and uh, he'll be out soon because there's just too many mouths in this Warriors pack. Yeah, and we sort of knew this was going to be an issue. I just thought that Nia Corey was going to, I don't know, I thought he'd be the sort of the mainstay there, and it's turned out that the ageing Tohu has just... It doesn't affect him. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he just keeps pumping out these big minutes games. So I was actually expecting, you know, Nia Curry to take a few minutes off of him, but it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So who's too good? They need him out there the whole time. So, um, yeah, Nia Curry is probably a sell in the next few weeks. And um, with Barnett coming back, I assume he comes in, starts prop, a forward goes to the bench, and Cyrano Ale drops out. 
Well, I think the best 17, Siren and Ale, both no. aren't there. And I think, think Curran and yeah. Afala are yeah. there. If anything, maybe Afala and Ale battled out for that last middle spot. But other than that, is there anything else you want to touch on with that Warriors pack? I think uh, play Ford. I'm playing Ford. I think he's safe. Yeah, safe start. Should be good. Um, doggies can leak. So, yeah. Speaking of starts for the Doggies, Paul Alamotti. Yes. Are, are you firing him up again this week? Oh, very tempted to. Well, I will be. Of, I will be. Sort of between him and Ford. So... It'll probably be a, uh, you know, the doggy in me will go Alamotti on game day. From what I saw against the Tigers, that left edge is starting to find cohesion, as yeah. we sort of expected they would, and Alamotti benefits from that, and I'm happy to sort of give him a run in this one. Yeah. No, he looks really good, Paul. Um, he still hasn't gotten a try yet, but I think it's coming. Yeah, it will it's be. The try is coming. Um, speaking of doggy centre wing and the best player in the game at the moment, the Dalian leader. <laughs> yeah. Jacob Kraz, the yes. fresh prince of Belmore. Oh, my God. What a His player. base and power is just unmatched, and it's not going anywhere. He's an absolute workhorse. I got down some stats for him. So he scored 54 on base and power on the weekend. Yep. What was his total score? It was 62. 62? He got 62. That 54 was with one offload. Yeah, so he wasn't even offloading. He had 45 in hit-ups alone. Oh, my. So in the first three games of the year, Kiraz has had 65 runs, leading the comp, for 673 metres, also leading the comp. He's had an 11 offloads, wow. leading the comp. Wow. 224 post-contact metres, second in the comp, only behind Payne Haas. Jesus. And 20 tackle busts, leading the comp. Okay. So, so would um, <laughs> there's no if, like a lot of people brought him in last week. My only question is at six forty k, if you didn't do it last week, are you biting the bullet and saying, yeah, I missed out on eighty k previously? Hundred percent. You just got to do it. Hundred percent. I'd be buying Jade Kiraz. He's so good. Um, those stats have just blown me away. What a player. Yeah, and um, the post contact meters is you know it's not really the super coach relevant part, but it's just impressive that yeah. with all the elite front roles we have in our game, he's only behind Payne Haas. He's improved so much. And there's people saying, last year he trailed off, last year he did this. It's his second year as a footballer. Second year of first grade. He's, is it that surprising that a guy who was a rookie last year was one of the best rookies in the comp but he got better? He wasn't even you know, your everyday rookie. No. He wasn't in the top 30 at the start of the year. No. So yes, training with the first grade side at the start of the year, but he had to get an exemption to get into the top 30 and keep playing. Someone that has made that much progress in their first year of NRL, would you expect them to suddenly plateau after one? Like <laughs> Not a, a chance. It, yeah. It's a narrative that makes sense, and we're seeing it unfold. He's so, only 2,000 traded in, actually, Kiraz. I, I, think he, I think he should be close to 40% owned. So we're, we're going to get him at a pretty good pot ownership, I reckon. Um, also, on Kiraz, it's actually a really good story. Um, his brother actually has, has leukaemia. Mm-hmm. So um, he's been, you know, using his brother as motivation to make it to first grade. And, you know, he's killing it. And you can see it in his game that he takes these hit-ups when he, when he, you know, he doesn't feel like doing it. He, his body's hurting, but he pushes through because of the motivation. And, you know, it's a really good story. And, you know, we're benefiting from it in Supercoach. Like, he's an absolute worker. He, he's an absolute gun. There's every chance we end up keeping him all year. Yeah. I can't see. If, if that floor... Continues, which I think it will. I don't. You'd be crazy to trade him out. The upside's there too. 
Yeah. Yeah, he, he in his two year career he's already got two one fifties almost. So uh yeah, it's there. It's very much there and the floor's there. Oh he's a gun. Elsewhere on the dog's right edge, Jake Preston, speaking of guns and rookies, he's he's gonna keep going. He's you know, I said so much about him last week. If you didn't bring him in, you have to. Must he's a must have. Yeah, he's uh it's rare you have a player who's the buy of the week two weeks in a row. Yep. Well He's what, still got the lowest BE yeah. after that first price rise. Yeah, I'm and not he's gonna... still got that twenty in his average from round one. Yeah. Oh yeah, he does too, yeah. No, he, mate, he is so good. So a negative sixty BE with that twenty still yeah. in his rolling average. Yeah. Must have. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's um an absolute gun. I'm not gonna say not gonna throw the keeper word around yet, but um if he continues like this, he'll be right up there. It's a good option to hold. Um, Reed Marnie scored 44 on the weekend with a try assist. Mm. I think it just proves that it's a wasteland at that second hooker slot around Harry Grant. So if you don't have to make a move there, just run with Grant. Yeah. I didn't like Marnie as a buy. But I, I liked him expect- more than Egan. I didn't expect this. I did not expect 44 with that Well, he'd been making decent amounts of tackles before this. I don't really yeah. know how he even got 44, to be honest. It was very hot. Um, he was falling off a bit, yeah. not getting those tackle numbers up. Yeah, it was very hot. But, um, yeah, that's that sort of spun me out. He only scored 44. Well, I thought he was going low, and then he had that assist to Burton where he went yeah. through the middle. Because I was at this game, and there was... I wasn't really checking Supercoach at all until I checked at half time and I saw the scores and I was like, what? It, spun, like it really surprised me how well Preston curated because I, I was more just you know cheering on my team. I wasn't yeah. really focusing on it that much. And I was just blown away with how well these guys are doing. It just makes me happy that the doggies are Supercoach options for once. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It makes me really happy. Agreed on that. It's, it's great seeing all these guns that are coming through, all these young Guns as well. Yeah. Um, Franklin Pele completely out of the 17 again this week after he was out with illness yeah. last weekend. So I guess he's just going to have to sit in the FRF four slot as an MPR. It's kind of good for us. Because yeah. <laughs> now we don't have to really worry about him being an A.E. nightmare. Yep. And there's no one else around that price because Murdoch Masilla is not doing well, although he is starting. So I've still got a little bit of hope for him. But um, Moale, nah, not really. Not really, not Potentially, sure. but I, I don't see him playing any more than, now, say, 40, well. 45. Yeah. So I don't think it's worth we it. We just hold Pelé. He's now our whip option. Yep. Um, moving on to the Knights-Raiders game, there's not really much super coach relevancy going on here. But for the Knights' perspective, they get a fair few back for this one. Jay Braley and Kurt Mann return. Huge. Frizzell's on the extended bench. May return himself. And Greg Marshall comes in for Dominic Young. So they get some trips back. The one gun, I guess, from the Knights at the moment, Lockie Miller. Yeah. Turned up on the weekend, I believe. 66 average. He's been good for owners. He's shown very good base and power. I mean, questioned if the attack was there, but we saw him snag a couple on the weekend. So, yeah. His support play looks really good. He, um, Rewarding owners. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I like the, I like the play that, yeah, that people started with him. Um, I think there's a few selling him this week. To um, the likes of uh, I've seen a few people selling him who didn't start with Turbo. Oh, yeah. There are some there's really some exceptions. polarizing options going around. Yeah, in the fullback and centre wing positions. So yeah, look, he's not a keeper. No, I'm sure, sure of that. Um, Knights versus Raiders though. Um, Raiders are a good matchup for him. So yeah, just roll him out again this week. Get his cash rise, but on the back of that ton, 
But yeah, I would be looking to move him on fairly soon, just because I. Even though it's a sixty-six average, and you've started, you've started all right with him. Thought he'd take your win and move along. Yeah, I think so. I don't see him sort of keeping that up. Um, for the Raiders, Josh Papali'i returns. So the news yep. about round five wasn't quite true. He's back this week. Um, Danny Levi's out for a couple months, so we kind of thought Starling might be in for a bigger role. Playing in the 14, is it 500k anyway? But I guess if there was a world where Starling was playing, say, 70 minutes, enticing, but in the 14 with Wolford starting, not much doing there. Joey Tarpany, he has been, same as Val Holmes, I guess, good without being great. Yeah, he's had some bad conditions in his games. The minutes are low, and I get people are freaking out. They've dropped so much from last year, but I think you look back at last year, Tarpany started with the same minutes he had now and he built into his work. And especially coming off a World Cup, you expect him to build into the minutes again. Yeah. You know, no one thought Tarpany was going to come out playing 55 minutes. It's a long-term play and we're going to have to grind it out with him. But These scores are good. There's no world where you're selling Tarpany in those minutes because I think there's a good chance playing, what, in the high 40s minutes, about 46 to 50 minutes, that could become 55 very quickly. Yep. If you're asking the question, is Haas to tarp- is Tarpany to Haas sideways? Yes, it is. Extremely. Yeah. He, Tarpany will be absolutely fine. Um, on the He's playing the Knights. He scored pretty well against them last year from memory. Yeah, he had an 82 with a, I think it was a, and a 75 against them last year, which is... I think he has some attacking stats in those too. So, well, that's um, the thing. He hasn't had attacking stats and he's a player yep. that will. This Knights uh, middle was pretty, pretty bad in terms of like... Like um, depth that they've got there, so yep. Tarpany um, could terrorise them. And this we saw be... Gilbert in the middle do well yep. last week. We're due, we're due a breakout for him two weeks ago. Yeah, um, yeah. And Don't sell Tarpany. No, hundred percent. Um, it'd be nice if Starling, you know, could get him over because Starling's a really good. Hooker. He's a crafty player. Yeah, and you saw we saw him give Horsburgh two tries, or well, it was just good from Horsburgh in general too. But um, the attack's going to come for Tarpany too. Yep. Because we saw it last week that. Uh, Haas got his attack. And I think it's only a matter of time until we see the Tarpany. And um, Papali'i, although I don't think it's going to affect Tarpany's minutes too much. No. It helps him. Because he's not yeah, going to have to do it all himself now. The middle in there. Yeah, he's not going to have to do it all himself. And they've, they're one-two punches back. It's good for the Raiders in general. It's, it's I think he'll have a bit more of a green light now that Papali'i is back. I think yeah. while he was gone, I can only sort of speculate, but I reckon the message from Sticky would be more get through. You know, We don't need to be trying to make second phase play at the moment, like get through your work, grind yeah. out games as they do. But I think now their sort of best form of attack is going to be through second phase play. Yeah. So I think they will start to get that going and Tarpany will see some more offloading and attacking upside. So yeah. hold on to them there. I have a question just on the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Um, do we consider them a good matchup if you've got a player coming up against the Raiders? Because I th- no, not a good matchup. No, no, because they were good. Like, they were really good last week, defensively specifically, um, against the Sharks. They, they've all. They've, I think they've won their last nine against the Sharks. But um, they played really well. And well I it's think definitely be- not a matchup that I'm like looking at saying it's great, and it's not one that I'm looking at saying it's awful either. No. But how often do you see the Raiders get more than twenty four points? No, they're 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 a solid enough defensive side that like moving forward, I'm not looking to sort of play. A lot of people against them. I just think that they they look they look good to win a fair few games this year. Mm-hmm. And I could be wrong, but they just have that experience, and 
you know, now that um, Starling's got a bit more of a license too, I think they're going to be they're going to win in a few games. So yeah, just keep a little eye on. Um, I would, you know, we we used to look at the Raiders as a captain or captain sort of team last year, and I wouldn't quite be looking at that anymore. So yeah, just something to keep in mind. Speaking of teams who give up some points, the Dragons and Sharks. You had a little graphic yes. up before with teams who'd given up. Yep. The most points in the first three rounds. They were both in the top three, I believe, weren't they? Yep. So the Sharks have conceded the most Supercoach points over the first three rounds on average, and then the Dragons are the third, the fifteenth, um, uh, like best defensive team. If that makes sense. So, do you expect a lot of points at this one? Because you, I look at it and say it's probably going to be a bit of a grind. Yeah. But by that metric, possibly not. Derbies are always a different sort of story. Mm. This one's been like that. That was a really scrappy game. It was the, their second matchup last year. It was really scrappy. Well, their first matchup was the Heinz breakout game. Yes. Round two or three. Yeah. Had a ton there. Yeah, round three, 124, he went against them. And then he also scored 112 in round 21 against them. But this was a, that was a weird game from memory. Like, I don't know. I just think a derby's always could go either way. You know, the Dragons will be up for it. I still think the Sharks will win with Nico back. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really going to call this a um, high-scoring game. So for the Dragons, the big one here, pretty much the only play here that everyone's sort of looking at, Tyrell Sloan. Mm. Neg 41 break-even. He scored... Has he scored three tries? He scored two the first week and one last week. A try, two tries and an assist, I think. Yeah, two tries and an assist over the first two games of the game. So, what are your thoughts there, Sloan? Yeah, so at half time in the Broncos Dragons game. Our initial reaction was very positive. Warbrick to Sloan, lock it in. Warbrick to Sloan, lock it in, 100%. Mm -hmm. Let's get Sloan. Um, Looking at it now, I think I'm just going to pay up for Garrick. I mean, if you don't have a lot of... The, if you've missed Kiraz, if you've missed Hammer, maybe, if you may have missed a um, uh, one of those two RFs, like a Katoa. Cartwright. Cartwright, and you need to get a bit of cash gen, sign's a good option. It's not a must. I think he's definitely going to grab cash. Um, but I think points-wise... Personally, I can't get another centre-wear and full-back. Mm. My reasoning for buying Sloan was before Walsh went big. So that, that completely threw that out for myself. However, I think the fact that he scored that 50 with the try last week, I don't think... I think the worry of Sloan has always been he's got 20s in him, and I think he still does. Yeah, there will be a 20 eventually. and um, it, doesn't, it, could, it could be Cronulla. It could be Cronulla. It could be the Dolphins. It... um. I mean, it could be the Raiders in a couple, in a few weeks. Too. Nonetheless, though, there is every chance he keeps the one. He's a good well option and grabs a couple hundred k. I think if you started with him, well done. It's um, it's really truly worked out all right. You've got a good pod cheapie, which they they're hard to find. And if you've messed up somehow in the centre wing or fullback, and you do have a chance to bring in say two of them, and you can go a Walsh and a Garrick, mm. or Walsh or a Garrick, and also a Sloan, then yep. do it. I've seen Sloan in a lot of people's teams this week, so obviously. That is something people can afford to do. Yeah, he's a great option. do it. But for myself, I'm not going to do it over a Walsh. He's ninth most traded in, 4.9k. Nice. Yeah, no, I think he's... um. It's not for me, but I I can see the merit in it. Yeah, centre wing's just so... It's a hot commodity at the moment, isn't it? Yep. I, I love every 
every one of my seven centre wing, and I, I can't find a world where I can get rid of any of them right now. 100%. Um, for Cronulla, obviously we've talked a lot about Nico Hines already, sort of got our opinions across on him. Um, if you can do it, um, I support it. But for myself, I'm more than happy waiting a month yeah. off the calf injury. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do too. I'm not so thrilled about it. Like, I wanted to get him in. He's, he's so good. Um, but, yeah, I, I just can't, you know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just too hard with um, sort of the other guys we've got floating around at the moment. Well, I sort of can. Yeah? Like, I can do it from Ponga or Adui. I can do it, but I just don't want to. You're worried about the injury? I'm not worried he'll get re-injured. I'm just thinking that, yeah, I don't think his ceiling is going to be there. Yeah. And the draw looks all right on paper, but I don't think it's actually that good. Because you've got... The Dragons in a derby game, he has scored, he averages 117 against them, to be fair. But, um, I don't know, the Sharks aren't looking that great. Well, I, especially for yourself, with Luttrell and Cleary already, Yeah, I wouldn't be bringing in a third 900k player that's going to drop bulk cash. Yeah, we don't know he's going to, but yeah, you can probably suspect. And he's going to buy in a few weeks. Yeah, that, that's true, that is true. He probably, we, get, we, don't... we get a free walk. We really do get a free walk. There's three weeks where he won't move in price. I think it's it's definitely a risk to bring him in. It, well, I think people are looking at it as an opportunity to get ahead of the pack to buy him now, but I think I see more opportunity in not doing it personally. Yeah. And I could be wrong. I very much he could very much score one twenty and I could be, you know, eating my words. Well, in these next two games I think he'll go over hundred in one of them. I think that's almost guaranteed. But it might not be this week. I just doubt the return from the calf. Yeah, and there's a, there's a, there is a lot of risk. In saying that, though, I think all of the Sharks players do get a boost from his return immediately. Yeah, I like Wilton. I really like Wilton as an option. He, he's been basing really well. Um, and now there's going to be lots of attacking upside there. 68 last week for Teague. Um, is there much attack in there? Not much at all. No attack. Um, uh, I, yeah, I think all the the outside backs and both back rowers in the core and Wilton both get a... Good boost from Nico back. Yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. Sharky's looking good. If you had started with a Ronaldo or a Katoa, don't sell. Just now, now is when they're going to do do well. Yep. Yeah. Could be a, a double in there for either of them in the next couple. Oh yeah. Even though they both got high break havens and they could be dropping cash, I think just for the fact that you sort of took a punt on one of them, hold on. Yeah. Exactly. And they've, they've actually been scoring all right. Like Ronaldo, um, the last couple of weeks has. You know, well, obviously he went real low really, week one. Really but low week one, but he'd gone sixty seventy in the last two. So, um, yeah, just hold on to those sort of guys. Well, that will do us for the game previews. Moving on to strategy. So the Roosters on the buy. Obviously, we haven't spoken about any of them so far. Which players from that side do you think are safe sells? From the Roosters, safe sells. Um, who who do you feel comfortable? Moving on from. Are there any that yep. you'd want to hold on? Okay. No, there's not any I'd want to hold on to. So you'd, if you had Teddy, you'd sell? Yeah, just because of, of Walsh is an option. Sam Walker? Really good. Sam Walker, I'd definitely sell. I think he um, he was lucky to score well in the first couple of weeks. And um, really bad last week. Uh, by There's great options at halfback um, yep. at 5-8. So definitely selling him. Cheese, I'd be selling but he's the one I'm most likely to hold, I think. Just because, them, yeah. just because if you've got money and you don't need you don't need the cheese toy money, 
fair enough. And um, the other one's probably Butcher that people own. I'd, I'd I think you him. have to sell him. I've been moving him on. He's not. He looked really bad. He's not worked out. Um, Angus might be coming back fairly soon. Even if he wasn't, I just don't. Egan Butcher's not an edge player. No. I think we can safely say that now. Yeah. Um, is it crazy to use a second boost this week for those who boosted last week? Okay, so this is very relevant to me because I used two trades because of injury in round one. Then I boosted, and I'm boosting again now. I wow. think use them early to uh, get your team set up and then hold them through over, over the buy, buy period. Because you just got to get your, your, your team nice and you know looking good. Like... You've made serious mistakes, or you need to you need to cash in on you know cheese to Luke or or a, a ponga to a Schuster, and it allows you, in my case, to go from Warbrick all the way up to Garrick. Guy I really wanted to start with didn't end up because of the early buy. Now there's no buy to worry about. I'm gonna I'm gonna want him eventually. He's gonna be a must over the Origin period. Mm. So I'm just gonna get him in now. Well, I think as nice as it feels to have the trades saved. There's only, you know, one time of the season where there's so many neg bears flying around and cheapies everywhere. Yeah. Like, you have your odd ones throughout the year, but now's the time to capitalise on that and set yourself up. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with using a second boost. If you did play it really well, though, and you only had to use one or somehow none of them and you've sort of got everyone you needed to and you set up well, good on you, but there's no... There's no fault in having yeah. to use a second probably worked boost. out quite well for you if that's, that, that's your case. But in my case, I'm just going to... You know, get my team nice and set up, and I plan to use two during the buy period. Probably one at the start, one in the middle, and then one afterwards to get all my guns back in. Yep. Is it too early to make a pod points play over a cheapie who's guaranteed to make cash? Um, no, it's not. It's not too early. It's just this is what I'm doing right now with um bringing bringing in Garrick instead of um for selling uh Warbrick. Warbrick instead of a Sloan. Or yeah, instead of a Sloan. Um. It's team dependent because if you've already got good cash gen, because you're not going to need all of the cheapies. You yep. just want most of the right ones. And, Sloan, and not all the cheapies are successful. No, exactly right. You've got to pick the right ones. There's, there's a chance Sloan, Sloan could um, come out with a 20 and the cash growth stunted. It's unlikely, but it could happen, whereas Garrick, I know what I'm going to get. Yep. Um, it's it's really team dependent. If you've already got Hammer Kiraz, you know Eli Katoa, all the good money makers, Preston, Hopgood, you didn't lose, you didn't miss the first price rises in those guys. You'll be fine. You you can easily make a points play. You don't need to stress too much about you know getting in Sloan, getting in Schuster, Wakem, whoever you're going to look at. Yep, agreed. There. Um, finishing off your pods for the week. Yeah, okay, so uh, I'm going to kick off um, Cam Munster back from injury. Um, he, I've got him down at 7.2, but that's probably moved now. Yeah, so he's 5.5 last week, and there's about you know 2% behind him. So, yeah, so 7, 7.2, 7.5%. Um, it's very low. Everyone's getting on For Hines. Cam Munster. Um, he's cheaper than Hines. His price obviously doesn't move this week, neither does Hines. Um, he's a good captain option. Yep. He could score the most this week very easily. No Hughes bodes well for him. He'll be in everything. Be playing both sides. Um, Pazette looks like he's going to build, build space for him. Um, yeah, Munster's, Munster's going to be a great option. I think he's a... He's a player a, of his quality. Should not be that well owned. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. With a good matchup. 
Not just a good matchup, it's the Tigers. Probably the best matchup. Probably the best matchup you can get, yeah. So um, I like it. I really like it. Uh, It gets ugly after that, though, after the Tigers. So, um, yeah, it's just, you know... Bit of a short-term play. If you're looking looking for a very, like, sneaky move to bring yourself up, everyone's going Heinz this week. Just get Munster. Do do it. And then you you don't have to put up with uh, Schuster and a Katoa 5-8. Yep. Yeah, and then... I've also got uh, Keon, who we touched on earlier, who um, 4.7%. He's actually a f- fair field buying him this week in the thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, he's expensive. He's very expensive. 730k. But... Paying up for a back. He's probably, he's probably close to the most expensive back rower right now in 2RF. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess I'll pop away, but he's, he's never been playing at the moment. Um, yeah, no. Keon has looked so good. 82 average over the first three games. Yeah, 82. Has scored two tries, but he looks... Very likely. He looks like he'll score one about it. He looks like their go-to option on a right edge that's also got Campbell Graham there. Well, I think the big thing... Yeah, he scored two tries, but what if he scored two in one week? Yeah. He's going 130. Yeah, and he can do that. He very much can. So, uh, he must be a handful to tackle. He's a big boy. The, the lines that he's running and... Team that he's in. Yeah, Ilias is moving forward. He's got Campbell Graham out his back. It's just a great position. He is very expensive is the downside. But yeah. um seven thirty K next few matchups are Manly, Melbourne, Bulldogs, Dolphins. It's not great, but like we've seen that he can score right against anyone. Sixty two against Penrith, all in base and power. Pretty solid. Yeah. Forty tackles in that game. He's looking to shift to the middle. Um And he's doing dirty work. He just carries. looks like super coach gold. Yep. He really does. And, and the we, stats are reflecting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's um He's looking really good. He looks likely for attack, but he also looks like he'll do the dirty work. Yeah. So in, in years past, he's had a 40 in him. I don't think he has that this year. The, the, the uh, floor sort of looks like about 55, 60. Yep. And Love then it. lastly, at 1.4%, which is so low, is Connolly Wemuwu, who, um, you know, has, got, has that uh, edge spot. He, he had it before Kafusi got suspended. Yep. And now that Kafusi's suspended, it looks even, even better. He'll probably play an 80 for the next four weeks, and then from there he might get a few less minutes. But, um, yeah, he's going to be able to score tries. He, uh, and a guy that's played centre in the past as yep. well, so he has, he has speed. Lots of attacking outside in here. Yeah, Runs potential tries there, like... Yeah, no, he um he looks like a really good option. He's looked really good for them um pretty much all all season, even in the trials. So yeah, I suspect that ownership will be rising. It come will next be. week, but still starting at one and a half percent is very low. I just wish he was already back row dual. Yeah, that would make there's not easier. a lot of those duels floating around. None. And I think none really. really well, Cheekham lost the starting spot to Jacob. I know. Post, what's so. to go there? I was, just, I'm like, I thought MCK was going to be a really good option, even to buy this week. I didn't see that coming. Yeah. But that that just shows, like, the amount of 2RF centering jewels we have is very low. It's, it's thin picking so far. When we can eventuate, I'll be very happy about that. I, I want to bring him in. And he'll get that jewel in round six, so... Yeah. It's just if he if he is still an option to buy in round six, because I just don't know how I fit him in my centre wing. Yeah. Agreed on that. Um, skippers and trades, to finish off for yourself. Trades, first of all. Okay, so trades, I'm thinking... Um, Warbrick out to Garrick is sort of the main thing I'm looking to do. Yep. And the way I'm funding that is cheese to Luke and Ponga to Schuster. I'm going early on Schuster. I'm not thrilled about it, but I really want Garrick. I really just want to get him in. I don't have to make those trades, but like, 
I'm so scared of Garrick. Yep. Especially with Isaac Thompson, who looks very slow, who he's running at. He just looks good for a try every week, Ruben. He could be this year's top try scorer. He could be the number one uh, centre wing. I've got huge raps on him. It's similar to how I had all these big raps on Luttrell going yep. into the preseason, and yep. then he was never in my side, and then I bought him in the week off just because I really wanted him. And um, it feels like that, like I just want to get him in, just lock it in. And I'm pretty happy with Shuston Luke shouldn't go too wrong. You, and if they did, they're bottom dollar anyway. It's not killing me. Yeah, can't, can't fault them. For myself with trades this week, I'm locking in cheese to Sonny Luke. We spoke about cheese. I don't see, I don't see much difference in the role between those two blokes, and the 200k is very helpful. My second move is going to be Will Warbrick up to Reese Walsh. Yeah. That leaves me with 270k in the bank. So potentially if I didn't want to, I don't have to do the cheese to Luke trade, but I think I want to free up that cash. And plans moving on to next week, I've got a lot of options with that type of money because Kalen Pong is still going to be in my side. Murad and Nick Corey is still in my side. So there's a couple of guys that won't be in there for long that I'll be moving on with that money. But there's going to be options. So you may look to boost next week? I may be boosting next week, yes. Okay. Um, like Skipper-wise, for myself, I'm not really set on anything, to be honest. Um, right now, I think I have it on Grant, VC, Cleary, C, Grant. I may, very much against the grain, I may straight C, Cleary on Thursday. Ooh, that would be bold. It worked with Tom last week, and I may double down and do it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, I, I don't like think, I think there'll be a lot of, you know... Over Grant there'll against be, the Tigers. There'll be zombie teams that, you know, will probably have it on clearing that percentage won't be sort of reflective of how the actual super coach community yep. is doing it. That's true. But power have given up points to spine players and I think a lot are gonna go to Grant. A yep. lot. And I he what he score last week? Ninety five. Hundred five. Um three assists for hundred and five. There are a couple late ones and it could have been a lot less. And I think I might just back Nathan Cleary. Yeah, that's fair. I wouldn't be surprised if I don't do it, though, because I'm really, like, unsure. Like, I'm sort of just having a look now and I expect more where of I could a 70 from Cleary than a, um, you know, 100. I think you'll bounce back, but I'm not sure you're going to bounce back in that way. I'm pretty lost this week. Yeah, well... And that's, that's why I'm going back to, you know, good old Cleary, because I really don't know where to go. Yep. Well, you can, if you're lost, are you considering one of these forwards? I know you said you weren't before, but what about a Cam Murray? I won't captain a forward, I don't think. No? I think... Um, Grant's a safe and upside. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'm going to fall back onto Grant, Cleary or Tom. Yep. Yeah. I think Tom's a good option. Yeah. I think both those fullbacks, I think mine will be one of those two. And I'm going VC, Grant, I think. Um, Tom or Oitrell, both those two fullbacks look really good. Would you consider a captaincy on Walsh? Um... No, too risky. I think having Walsh is enough. Zero at half time is sort of <laughs> making you yeah, feel Yeah, it, it's like how the other week when the dogs played Melbourne and we thought the dogs were awful and we were like, oh, we could captain Meany this week for myself. And there's, like, the Dolphins have been good. Yeah. So, I'd, yeah, I don't think I can see myself going to Walsh. I think people will, but not for me. And he probably will score well, but it's just too much unnecessary risk. Yeah, especially when you could be you could be on zero at half time again. That's just such a killer. That was a thing that happened. 
we were, we were sort of rooting against him as much as that, that kind of sounds like it sucks. But yeah, um, we um, were kind of thrilled about the zero at halftime. It's like, oh, he's not going to be an option. We don't have to worry about him. When I see myself rooting against someone that hard, that's when I know that I need to buy them. Because <laughs> yeah. if, I'm, if I'm that worried about watching them score points, then that like, probably should be in my team. It's like you with Hines in 2021. Yeah, so... Yeah, so right now, just looking at the captain uh, percentages, this is still early doors, but Harry Grant's at about 20%. Yep. Tommy T... 15%, and it's Hopgood 6.7, maybe a few. Still, with on yeah. last week. Yeah, and then Query 5.7, maybe a couple of zombies in there, but it's I think that's still um still a fair few people from this from this week. And then Hines is up at 4.5, and then currently I've got the C on Luttrell, and he's at 3.7. Yeah. And then one that's, we're just talking about Walsh, he's at 3.1, and Garrick's firmed into 2.9. Yeah. So um, it's a lot of... Everyone's going different people. Val's also worth a shout against the Titans. But um, I personally won't go in there. There's, there's a lot of options this week. If I bought Garrick, I wouldn't mind that. I'm tempted to. Against Isaac Thompson. I'm very tempted to. But it's more the people inside him are pretty good defenders is what worries me. Yeah. But yeah, there's still, still a long way to go in terms of um, captaincy. It's pretty wide open this week. Yeah. I, Grant seems like the safe one. He, I think I might end up going to Grant. Like... Yeah. If I don't straight see Cleary, I think it'll be Grant, but I'm not not sold. I feel bad for people who didn't start with Grant this year. He's been so outstanding. Just a big shout out to Harry. Average of ninety. <laughs> so good. I think that'll come down, and that's sort of what I'm worried about. He's everything's going right for him. He's had a lot of lot of attack. So that's that's sort of my only worry. I don't think he's gonna keep up that average of ninety or probably return to more of like an eighty. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to Captain Grant, I can't fault it. I think that'll do us for this episode today. A good chat. Um, good luck to everyone in round four. Yeah. Hopefully we see some bulk points. Good scores around for everyone. And um, have fun. Yep. Good luck with the footy, boys. See you later.